going on, everybody? DeMarco, Eric, and Nano here for episode 31 of the Deadlifts, Dogs, and Dad Jokes podcast. Uh, we're very excited here. This is round two, or I should say take two, with a guest we had uh, last week, a couple weeks ago. We had, a, had an issue. I Somebody forgot to hit the record button. Uh, it was me. <laughs> so we, uh, we luckily, this guy was a, he's a good friend of ours and colleague and was very understanding, but he'll be uh, coming on today. We're going for round take two, and uh, it's Casey Munson. He is a colleague of both of ours. We came up together through the PT Foundations, Personal Trainer Foundations with Boston Sports Club, and he went on, moved over to Lifetime, and then went over to F45, and then now he has his own business and is uh, is currently just about to finish building out his own garage gym. So yeah. he's a uh, absolute stud, super nice guy, and I cannot wait. I'm especially excited to talk to him about his beautiful dog, Draco, Ooh. who's a blue yeah. pit bull. So it's going to be fun. Forward to it. What's up, man? What's happening? Can you hear me? Yeah, this is already this is already better than last time. You're you're right, perfect. Well, you got U.S. flag behind USA flag behind you. Um, Bruins jersey on. Bruins jersey on. Loving it. Bruins won. That was great. I'm sorry. I said Bruins won in overtime. That was great. Oh, thank God! About time Pasternak scored again. I know. <laughs> Wait, is it recording on your end? We want to make sure. Yeah, I got the prompt that it says it's recording. All right, good. Excellent. We don't want to have another record game. Yeah, so this is take two. We we already did the intro, so you're, we're good to go there. Um, All right. Obviously, we already had the combo from last time, so it, it, we'll, we'll rehash a lot of what we talked about. We'll just go through everything, and if you want to add anything, obviously, feel free to. So, uh, awesome. Uh, what's great. going on? How are you been? What's, what's new? Start with that. Not, not too much, man. Just trying to stay warm, man. These New England weather, man. It's 61 day and 19 degrees the next, man. I, my heating bill can't figure it out. Oh, geez. Oh, seriously. Yeah. yeah. HVAC systems are getting hammered right now. <laughs> you, have, you have a loaded barbell behind you. Do you just do that for show or are you working out after or before? Uh, that was just from my last client. I'm going to work out after, though. I already okay. had one this morning. Nice, man. Good stuff. Well, thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it. It's not always easy, especially like our schedules lining up and stuff like that. So, oh, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. Round two. Yeah, absolutely. So, We'll, we'll literally just start it out with kind of how we did last time. Just tell us about where you started, um, you know, where, and then where you're at now. Yeah, so when I first got started, uh, I started with an internship at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning, mm -hmm. uh, which was probably one of the greatest places I could have started. Um, I know we talked about it before, but I went in there thinking, man, I know everything about working out. Uh, then after my first day there, I realized I don't know a damn thing about working out. And uh, I got to do a lot of reading and you know, uh, get up to date on all the, all the lingo for all the anatomy terms that were abbreviated that I didn't know. And so I just jumped back into just reading all the books and going and doing internships. Um, internship, they did an internship with Boston College, Boston University, Merrimack. Uh, I did some work with the USA Hockey Program and the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So, yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm much more of a learner by doing than by reading. So I just had to get out there and kind of get my feet wet. So yeah. kind of just jump in and, and get going with that. Yeah. Then after that, um, I went and I worked for the Junior Valley Warriors for a little while uh, with their junior hockey program in their weight room. And after that, I ventured into the personal training realm. Uh, I started working at, I did a Boston Sports Club for a little bit, and then I worked over at Lifetime. Mm -hmm. which was great, um, great opportunity. Just the personal training world is just a little bit too salesy for me. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of wanted to switch back into something different. And uh, that brought me into starting an online business of training clients online and then building the gym that I'm sitting in now. Uh, so I had a gym at home and it's a free place for all my clients. If you sign up online and you do online training with me, you can come to my gym and work out and get coaching for free as part of that program. Great. That's, That's awesome. pretty so much where I am now, man. Uh, it's been a long journey. I've been at it for about 10 years now. Wow. That's awesome, man. It's great. So you were, you were at Boyles. It was the, like 2010 around that time or was it earlier than that? Yeah, right around there. You know, I say now, I, I wish I kind of did my whole thing in reverse. Yeah. I wish I started off personal training and then got into boils like later. Yeah. Because, yeah, when I first got in there, I, I didn't really know much. And I got, you know, not overwhelmed, but it was just so many different programs and different coaches and yeah. everyone liked someone different. And there was so many new people to read and different yeah. programs and different exercises and, you know, it kind of got me in trouble kind of jumping programs all the time and, you know, trying different things here and different things there. Yeah. But I didn't know any better. And, um, you know, I wanted to try everything. So, like I say, I, I kind of wish that that was at the other end and the personal yeah. training was at the beginning. But, hey, we're here now. So, you know, live and learn. But it's been a great experience so far. Yeah. Now, like you said, the, the whole thing about reversing it, I, I totally agree. Say, so even when I was at MBSC to start – that was my really my first training gig outside. I worked at a YMCA for like a really short period of time, but um, I had just graduated from college. So it was, everything was so new. So for me, it was, it was like, like you said, exactly what you were saying. It was overwhelming it was, in, in a way. It was, and there's so many avenues you could take. It's like, okay, where do I, where do I start? Where do I go? Um, and, and they throw you into the action, which is good. So you, your coaching group's pretty soon in. Um, they, they, their expectations are high for that, which is good. And, and the coaches there obviously are great. There's so much diversity there. So, but I feel like if I knew, you know, what, what I know now going into it, I think I, you know, as opposed to before, I think I would have had even, even better experience because I would have asked more questions and just been able to, to get more out of the experience. So I think you're probably in the same boat. Is that what you're, you're alluding to? Yeah, I agree because, you, you know, Mike, Mike's been doing it forever. He's already made all the mistakes. Like he doesn't right. need to, to go and make them. He can just tell you, but I mean, yeah. I'm the type of person I learn better by failing, you know, is, is you can Absolutely. tell me the stove's hot, but until I touch it, you know, I'm, I'm not really going to believe it until it's, until I know for myself that it's hot. So, you know, I, I kind of got to go and, and had to fail on my own a, a bunch of times and kind of fall on my face and, you know, figure it out from there. And I mean, I feel like that's, that's a little bit better for myself because I feel like a lot, I learned a lot more that way. Totally. But, yeah. It was great, man. I, I do miss it. There was some great coaches there and you got to learn so much. I mean, it was great, but same. That was my first real training job. I had gone there in high school and worked out, but I had never worked there. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that you was said, my first experience. Not the last time I go through it really quick, but you mentioned you trained the high school groups and the college groups as well, or, or I think it was both, right? Yeah, I did uh, uh, high school. I worked a lot with uh, Austin Prep and Malden Catholic hockey. Yep. Uh, I did some of the pro groups in the summer. Uh, I also got the opportunity to work with the professional group and uh, one session with the, well, not one session, but one like complete phase with the uh, Olympic women's hockey team uh, when Mike was actually working with the Red Sox and he was in spring training. So uh, I was doing that when he was out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I was, when I was there, I think it was 2013. So Mike was with the Red Sox. So like he was, he wasn't there a lot. So yeah, like you know, spring training. when the hockey team would be training a lot of times and I was in there, man, they were amazing. They were strong as hell. 
Yeah, that was a fun group. And then uh, when the summertime came, it was them and the pros were back to back. And Mike was back from spring training. So he took them over and I, I moved. I just moved up a half hour and I took the, uh, the pro group that was after them. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I got moved from great athletes to great athletes. So it was, it was a pretty easy, uh, easy transition there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you, you mentioned, so you did the round with your, your BSC, but where were you before that again? You had mentioned after Boyles, where, where did you go? Uh, I was up at uh, Haverhill, up at the hockey rink up in Haverhill uh, with the Warriors. Yeah, their junior hockey program. And then I also did some strength and conditioning with the youth programs there as well. Oh, great. Wow. And then you cheated that for a little while and then you went and then you went to BSC or how did that work? Yeah, I went, I went to Boston Sports Club after. Um, I just wanted to try something different. Um, yeah. You know, I had been working big groups for a while. Uh, so I thought it'd be good to, you know, maybe venture in, just try some one-on-one, you know, see what that was kind of, what that yeah. avenue was like and work with some different populations of people and get to yeah. learn some different things. You know, it's not just, you know, trying to get them as strong and athletic as possible. You know, some of them are coming back from injuries or have never even worked out before. So right. it was a different challenge and, you know, you don't learn if you don't challenge yourself. So I always wanted to, you know, try something different. I had been working with hockey guys for so long. You know, I kind of just fell in the groove. So it was yeah. kind of nice to just kind of change it up and stir the pot a little bit. 100%. And then, and then you went for BSC Lifetime, and then you were there for a bit, and then Lifetime to F45, right? Yeah, F45 for a little while. Um, kind of just wasn't really a good fit for me. Um, I like to program. So when you take that kind of aspect away and you, you do, you're not allowed to program, everything is – I mean, it's a, great, it's a great model. It's, you know, you come in, you work out. Uh, but everything is on a timer. It's just so fast that sometimes it was hard to, you know, get the coaching I thought that people needed. So it was kind of one of those ones where just wasn't a great fit for me. Uh, I'm not really a cheerleader. I like to take my time and, you know, some sessions, you know, you might take the whole hour session teaching someone, you know, one movement, you know, and they don't like that. So, you know, if it's 45 minute class, you know, they don't want to do one thing the whole class. They're in there to, you know, burn a certain amount of calories and, get out. And that's another aspect I'm not a huge fan of is the whole calories, you know, oh, I burned 700 calories. It was a great class. Well, you know, what did you actually accomplish that class besides burning those calories? Did you learn anything? Did you improve on any of your lifts? You know, did you progress anywhere? So, yeah. you know, that aspect was, was not really there. So just, you know, time to move on. Just wasn't oh, for me. Yeah, you met Mark Wahlberg though, right? I think I saw the photo of that. You and Mark. Yeah, Wahlberg. he came in for he came in for a workout. He, he's a he's an owner in that in that business that franchise. So, yeah, he came in and he was filming for one of his HBO shows and came in and did a workout. So nice, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, there's more cameras there than people. It was kind of crazy. I had a mic on and it was a little it was a little nutty, but it was a good experience. Right, Marco, take over. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, did you get a chance to talk to uh, to Mark Wahlberg at all, or not really? He was just kind of doing his thing. Yeah, we got to talk for a little bit. Actually, his brother, uh, his brother Bob, he he hung around and talked for a while and came back for a couple extra workouts. I mean, he was he was awesome. Really good guy. They they got a really good family. Um, they seem really cool. Yeah, I like yeah, Donnie. Really down to earth. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, really good guy. Really good guy. You know, not one of those celebrities that you meet and, you know, your, your expectations, you know, you kind of, they kind of fall because they, they're not what you expected. What you see on TV is not what you get in person, but he was awesome. He was a great guy. One of the things I really respect about Mark Wahlberg is, 
his, his willingness to be humble and admit his past mistakes, you know, and totally. kind of rise above them and, and do what he can to, you know, uh, you know, do right by people. And uh, you know, just a lot of, a lot of really, a lot of philanthropic work, a lot of charity donations. And, and I think he, he gave like a hundred thousand dollars to his church. He grew up going to his kids. They could build out a, a uh, rec center basketball oh, court. That's good. And uh, no, he, he's a, he's a, he's a cool guy, man. He, he takes that money back into his hometown, which I, which I respect. Well, I think his tra- isn't his schedule ridiculous. Like he trains at like three in the morning, doesn't he? He did at one point. Yeah. He's yeah. He had some crazy schedules like with his, uh, some of his filming and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, you know, he'd be up at like three in the morning and, you know, his breakfast and, you know, cold showers. He had the, he's very regimented, but I mean, look at him. The dude's 50 years old and he's jacked out of his mind. Like, yeah, he's shredded. Yeah. Yeah. He's in, he's in phenomenal shape. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it shows like just, you know, being dedicated and having, you know, some consistency yeah. in your training and your diet, it's going to go a long way. Cause I mean, I do looks like he's, he's in his 20s or in his 30s. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I and one thing you mentioned earlier, Casey, that I totally uh, can relate to is you. You mentioned you went to Mike Boyle's and uh, you were just overwhelmed. There was like all the all the programs and systems and, and just being kind of overwhelmed and kind of bouncing around. Man, I was at a small gym and I was the only trainer there. But just from from researching online, reading you know teenage articles, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, I kind of not as intense as you, but I experienced the same experience where it was just like, oh my god, what should I do? Like five by five, should I do? excuse me, should I do German volume training? You know, should I do the HFT method or, you know, it's just, and it gets, it gets pretty insane. So it's, uh, but I, but I agree with you. It's, uh, we've kind of fall, we've failed forward and we've learned and we've made mistakes and we've, uh, we've definitely gotten much better as a result. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, there's, there's so much out there and it all looks so much fun. I mean, I, I'd be wanting to do one thing one week and I'd start reading something else. And I'd be like, Oh, I want to go try that now. And, right. And it's funny because almost all of it, works right it's it's like will you be consistent you know will you will you do it consistently and and what are you after right like f45 like that's that's not my style either i'm i'm I'm, i will also take a full session for a movement you know to really learn a movement because it's all about you know the long game you know we're thinking about you know years decades down the road but you know f45 people want to come in they want to kick ass get the job done and go home with their family which i get that and that's i think there's definitely obviously there's a place for that because there are people a lot of people that uh that go to that so yeah it definitely comes down to what you're what you're after yeah you know what you're getting you know 45 minutes in 45 minutes out you know you're you're in and out in 45 minutes you know exactly what time you show up what time you leave and you know you're gonna get a good sweat in and a good workout so I mean, yeah. some people that's all they need and you know that's that's all they want and you know you can't really force them into doing more than that and that's a great place for them and you know they found their home there's a home for everyone yeah so how would you say your career has evolved since you started um now i'm just not so nervous about being wrong you know before i thought like if i was ever wrong about something or you know i said the wrong thing or i picked the wrong exercise it was going to be the end of the world and i'm going to be the worst trainer and i'm going to get bashed for it now i realize like you got to make mistakes like it's okay to fail you got to be comfortable failing because you're never going to learn from your success you're going to learn from what you do wrong and that's how you get better and right. you can't be afraid of that. And that's, that was my biggest thing is being afraid of failing at what other people were going to think if I did something wrong or maybe my athlete didn't have the perfect form right away. And, you know, I wanted everything to be picture perfect, but we don't live in a, per- we don't live in a perfect world. So exactly. people learn at different, you know, it takes people different times to learn different things. Some people pick it up quick and, 
you know, some people pick it up really slow and that's okay. And yeah. you, you know, it, not everything's going to be perfect right away. And that's what you got to work on. And don't be afraid to take a step back and, and, you know, let, let things go wrong and th then reevaluate and figure it out after. Yeah. Well, like what you said too, you had mentioned this last time we, we did this um, about how like you trained the pro groups, right. Or you, you did, or you trained the penguins even, and you have to go in not being starstruck, right. You, you got to go in being like, okay, you know, you're here to help, you know, serve the person in front of you and just they're normal people, you know, everyday people like us. Right. So you, you can't think of them as like above you essentially. Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, you know, kind of last time, I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit more, but that was the, 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 what you were talking about last time was awesome about that. Yeah, man. The only thing that they're different than us is they're better athletes. I right. mean, they still, you know, they still go to bed. They still wake up, you know, they put their pants on, you know, everything is the same. They just have a better skill set than yeah. some, than a lot of other people. And, right. you know, they're going to be no different. They're going to train no differently than a high school you know, hockey player, right. maybe not as good. You know, they're going to have similar movements. Yeah. Obviously, some are going to progress faster and the weights are going to be different, but you can't treat them differently than someone else. I mean, they're still a human being at the end of the day. You know, and a lot of them, if, if you're there and you, they just think you're there because you like who they are as an athlete and you're impressed that they're a celebrity, right. I mean, they're not going to really care what you have to say at the end of the day because – they think there to have them on your resume. Yep, exactly. And, you, and, and you've mentioned it, you mentioned it before too, you're building relationships with them. You, you, talk, you talked about like Grizzlick, right? You trained him for a while. You still touch base with him, right? And things like yeah, that. Yeah, Matt was, Matt was one of my first, uh, first clients ever. I was an intern at Boyles and he was in, a, he was in the college group. Yeah. Was Sam Dad was the head coach. Yep. Sam was one of the greatest guys I ever got to work with. He was, he was awesome. He, he taught me so much and he, he just gave me the reins. He never really tried to hold me back. He wanted me to be a great coach with him. So that was a lot from Anthony, Anthony as well. Right. right yeah. Up. Anthony at BU and um, yeah. he was yeah. great. You know, taught me so much. Those guys really took me under their wing and they yeah. wanted me to succeed. And Maddie was one of the, the young guys in the group and we just became friends first. Like I, I didn't really know a lot at the time. Like I said, I was, I was very new. And he was a good athlete. I didn't really know who he was. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to be friends with this kid first. So he doesn't think I'm just some coach coming in here, some new intern that's just going to you know, be a drill sergeant. And so I just kind of just try to find out who he was, what sports he played, kind yeah. of a little bit of his background about his family. And yeah. you know, then we started training and we just became friends. And uh, uh, I tell a story all the time of just how dedicated he is. He actually tore his ACL when he was in college uh, during the playoffs. And he played, I believe it was five games with a torn ACL. Had no idea. Just thought it was hurt. Then season ended, went and had it looked at, you know, it was torn. So he had to have surgery. Uh, and he was going through some rehab with the Bruins. And so he would rehab in the morning. And I, you know, I called him and I told him, I said, you know, Hey, you know, I know you got hurt. Does anything I can do, you know, just to help you out, let me know. You know, even if it's just going out to dinner, you want to talk, whatever it is, you want to vent about your injury, you know, whatever it is, you know, I'm here to talk with you. And he actually, I was working in Haverhill at the time, and he was like, could I just come up and, you know, do some workouts with you, you know, just yeah. to hang out. And I said, yeah, sure. So he would rehab in the morning with the Bruins. He would go to BU after, shoot pucks, and then he would drive to Haverhill three to four times a week and train upper body. 
Okay. And yeah. Like he, so even though he was going through his injury, like everything, he was still, you know, grinding and, you know, moving forward, you know, not one of these, Oh, I'm hurt. I'm just going to sit in my room and sulk and wait till, you know, Play Xbox and eat Cheetos for the next three months, three to six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hitting upper body and, you know, he's doing this, his lower body stuff with the Bruins. So we didn't, you know, touch that, but he'd just come up and we hit upper body stuff because he could still lift, you know, he just had to stay away from that knee and, you know, his strength went through the roof and yeah, you know, he came back and, you know, he was like a whole new, you know, he was completely fine. Nothing, no lag, you know, injuries or anything that was yeah. you know, happened after he's just been, he's been good. And you know, he's, he's one of the most dedicated kids I've, I've ever worked with. And, you know, he's kind of one of those coaches dreams. Yeah. Well, I think, you, well, I think, yeah, I think you nailed it too. Where you were saying, you know, you, you went up to him and you're, he was like back when he was like high school, right. Or when he was younger. So like, yeah, I think being, being, being yourself, like initially from the get go is this huge, you know, it obviously works. Right. So being able to, as, as Mike would say, be a certified nice person, right? Like it starts with that, being able to just be a good person, not be like, you know, an asshole and, and think you can train anybody. You know what I mean? That yeah, exactly. you get far. Like you said, they're, they're, they're everyday people, but you got to just serve the person in front of you. Yeah, I mean, no one wants to spend an hour every day with an asshole. So, like, if that's going to be – if that's your personality, yeah. you're not going to last long in this exactly. field, unfortunately. Yeah, very true. You're going to come and, come and go because, you know, if you're mean – who the hell wants to hang out with you? Right. You know, there's yeah. always a quote, no one, you know, no one cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. That's, that's a big, I, I take that big into this when I go and meet new clients or, yeah. or taking on any new athletes or any of that. Yeah. No one cares about my education. They don't care about how much anatomy I can spew out or, you know, what, what planes we're working on. None of yeah. that. They don't care. You know, they want to know that I care that, that they're going to get better, they're going to get stronger, and they're going to be a better athlete. That's yeah. what they care about. And if, as long as they know I care about that, then we're good to go. You know, they don't need to know all the, the fancy lingo and, you know, the big words that then I have to take 10 minutes to explain to them what that means. And you know, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Keep the, it simple, stupid. Not asking you what energy system they're training uh, during their session. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Any of that. None of that. <laughs> We talk about their games and what they did all week. I need to find out what they've been doing outside the gym. I only get them for an hour. I need to know what those other 23 hours looks like. Important, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Especially stress management and sleep and, mm -hmm. you know, nutrition and all that stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Especially with kids being any athletes. God, there's just so much distractions now with the phones and everything oh, else. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, next thing you know, they're up till three in the morning playing video games and getting up at 6 a.m. for a session. It's like, okay, we got we got to change that around a little bit here. Well, Casey, we, we were talking about it when, when, when DeMarco had left last time. We were kind of talking about, like, social media can be great. You know, Instagram can be good if you're using it for the right things. You know, if you're using it as an education tool, then yeah. I think it's valuable. It's yeah. just people just go down the rabbit hole and do too much with it. So it's just being able to kind of, you know, go have a certain amount of time you go on there, but use it for the right things. It, it, it could it's over. It's overwhelming, man. It's, there's yeah. just so much uh, data and content on there. It's so overwhelming. So... The problem is, is anyone can post whatever they want, right? you know, right. and I always say you, you can find, you can get a yes answer to whatever question you have. If you look hard enough on the internet. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You can find out if you can be true with anything you want. You just got to look hard enough and you'll find someone that agrees with you. Yeah. So uh, you, you and DeMarco, you guys had PT foundations together, right? Did you? We did. Yeah. 
Yep. yep. Over, take, take, us, Wellesley. Uh, take us through that a little bit. So, you know, as far yeah, as- man, that's Casey's actually the first person I, I talked to there other than oh. when I met Albert, our, our instructor who did the, the fitness and training component. Yeah. Uh, and then who was, was it John, John Badeau? He did the sales, right? Yeah. I think he did the sales. Yeah. The sales. Yeah. yeah. But no, Casey and I started talking, man. And it was just, uh, I could tell, I could tell you were one of, one of my kind of, one of my, my kind of folks because we were, we're talking about coaching and training. I was actually new to the Boston area, but like anybody as a coach, you, you know, Mike Boyle, that's kind of a big name yeah. in the industry. So you mentioned Mike Boyle, we started talking. Uh, very first thing I started talking about was, Oh yeah, he, you know, he's uh, very controversial about the back squad. And we went and talked about that, you know, like, five minutes into our conversation uh he's emailing me like five ebooks like he sent me oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah one of dan john's ebooks uh you sent me a, like you sent me strong master 911 from like joe defranco uh, uh, uh supple leopard, yeah. leopard. i mean immediately yeah. just immediately sharing you know knowledge and sharing uh you know sharing literature and it just immediately became a you know a culture of just of giving which i thought was neat because not not to throw shade and i don't know any of these people's names so it doesn't really matter but like let's be honest man a lot of the young kids there uh, you know they were it was they were new to the game they had no idea what they were walking into they didn't realize that it was going to be a, like a super like high stress pushy really salesy sharky uh position to be in especially working for a company like that and uh you know unfortunately most of them probably are not trainers now like i'm pretty sure most of them are not in the industry because it's like I think the average uh, duration of a training career for personal training is it's like three years. Yeah, it's, it's like we're yeah. we last about as long as an NFL player. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Which is sad. <laughs> yeah, I tell it's funny. You you see kids in my internship. You know, it was long. You know, when at, when I first started the internship, I think they switched it up now. There's like a morning and a night crew, so like certain groups come in in the morning. Yeah. You say yeah, yeah. 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 I know they used to have a morning and night, but when, when I first did it, it was, you just got there and you were there all day. All day. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. There would be people standing up against the squat rack and it looked like they were falling asleep. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be for them. I mean, just being on your feet all day. Right. Yeah. And that's what I, I think, that's a thing that people need to realize, like getting into this field. I don't think it's talked about enough is this isn't a nine to five job. Like you're yep. not going to have a normal work hours like especially if you want to take a lot of clients on you're gonna have some weird hours like you could work five hours in the morning have four hours break in the afternoon and then go back and work another five hours later split shift (laughs) (laughs) like your your schedule is going to kind of be all over the place because you're going to have to work around your clients if you want to train them because a lot of them have nine to five jobs so you're going to actually have to work around those nine to five and you know, you're going to have early mornings and late nights and, you know, you're going to be on your feet a lot. I know you yeah. get to, I know we get to wear some cool clothes and be in gym shoes and, you know, sneakers and shorts and t-shirts all the time. But, you know, there's also a price that comes with that. You're going to be up a lot. There's not a lot of sitting. Yep. And ironically, a lot of times you'll, I've, especially now being a, you know, first year dad, my baby just turned a year old. Like you'll, you'll, you'll have some days where you're, it's the end of the day. And even though you're a trainer, you're exhausted and you don't want to work out. You still do it. Like guys like us, we'll still do it because we, we love the process and we have things we're chasing after. But like, there's so many days where I'm just, I'm just drained and I'm not even full time anymore. I'm, I'm mostly a stay at home dad. And I do the, I do a few sessions, but yeah, they're all at random hours. It's like, uh, I can do Sunday at 1130 in the morning. Like, uh, okay, sure. Whatever. You know, yeah. Especially when you, start, you, know, you got it. You got to grind. You definitely got to yeah. grind. 
I mean, people say, oh, you're the trainer. You're probably like the healthiest person in the world. It's like, no, I just worked nine hours. I had three coffees in a, in a protein shake. Like I haven't even eaten yet today. And, you know, so, you know, your meals, sometimes you just, you get in the mood, you get in the grinds. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, I haven't eaten in like four hours. Like and you're starving. I mean, you're, yeah. and you're moving, you're on your feet. So you, you've, you know, you've been active, right. And you're just, you're, you're not craving a chicken uh, kale salad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're thinking about a chicken farm sub and a, oh, and a, yeah. and a, and a beer. <laughs> oh, They'd be giving me crap at Lifetime all the time. We'd be having our staff meetings in Westwood. I'd be going over to Smash Burger and getting a big ass Smash Burger before our staff meeting. Um, well, we had that. We remember the five guys we had right right across the street from the gym, man. I I, I snuck in there and hung out in the oh, corner so people didn't see yeah. me. <laughs> I was so hungry, man. Get <laughs> those calories in. That's, That's you, so man. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny. Even when so when I was at NBSC, and this is when I was working in, in North Andover, you know, with Bunky and stuff like that. I, I, a lot of times, so I'd be at, uh, in the morning, I'd be at, at BSC. I did BSC Woburn. So I go from BSC Woburn, you know, we're training some clients in the morning, and then I go straight directly to Ando, North Andover to Boyles, and it was like, I'd be starving. So, it, 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 and, and like, it, there was a gap of like, it's probably six hours where I wasn't eating at all. Oh, so yeah. One of those things like, but you have to kind of grind. I, I, I use the word grind, but it's kind of true. In the beginning, there's all, especially when you first start out, you got to kind of put the hours in. Then over yeah. time, you kind of dictate more of what you want for a schedule. At least that's what I've learned. Yeah, exactly. At the beginning, I mean, you just got to work. Like, yeah, exactly. You yeah. Put the time. I use the grind because like people overuse it, but in reality, it's like you, you got to you got to put a lot more work in initially to get out more. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you got to figure out who you are as a coach. Like, what coaching cues are you going to use? What's going to work for you? And yeah. how are you going to get through to all your different clients? I mean, yeah, you could train the same person, and our approaches of how we reach that person could be completely different due to our personalities and our coaching strategies. Definitely, that's something that you're not going to learn in the first year of coaching. No. Oh God, no. Well, I, I think what's funny is. I look back now and it's, it's funny how in the moment when something sucks, it sucks, right? Like if you get the flat tire or you worked a long ass day and you're exhausted and, and whatever, you know, I look back on my, my first few years as a trainer and I was working crazy hours too. I was like showing up, I was opening the place up at 445 in the morning, you know, showing up 445 for 5 a.m. opening, training my morning clients, you know, getting a little bit of food, working out, training my afternoon clients. We, uh, the gym didn't have a, a maintenance crew, a cleaning crew at the time. Uh, oh, it's yeah. like really bare bones. So I would train, run the front desk, help out, fold towels, clean the gym at night, you know, get, pick up the towels off the floor, you know, for, scrub the toilets. And yeah. I would be getting home at like nine, sometimes 10 o'clock at night, um, especially because I'm really disorganized as it is. So it, it always took me longer to get shit done. <laughs> but, uh, and I look back on that now and I'm like, man, I'm so glad I freaking did that shit. I, Lauren was working. She was living a hundred miles away. So I didn't see her during the week at all. Uh, this is way, obviously way before we had our, our, our baby girl. And uh, I mean, if I wouldn't have worked, I would have gotten into trouble anyway. So I just, I just busted my ass. I got those hours and I got plenty of experience in because I was the only trainer there. So I, I worked with everybody. So I got a chance to work with a lot of different kinds of people, different bodies, different, you know, different movement modalities. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was just great. And I look back and uh, so much of my experience from those first few years has, uh, has really carried over into present day and helped yeah. today. I'm glad you just mentioned something that I, I think gets overlooked a lot is as a trainer, you are going to be a gym janitor at first. Big time. 
Like you are going to be picking up weights, wiping machines down, yeah. you know, picking up the towels that people leave all over the place. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that trainers know that a lot of people, even uh-huh. when I would work at lifetime, you know, they would have a break and they wouldn't do anything. And they'd be like, Oh, go pick up the weights. And they're like, Oh, I have to do that. And it's like, Oh yeah. It's part of the job. Well, I, I remember, yeah. you know, and I, I know I'm kind of over talking. I'm yeah. going to let Eric take over yeah. this, but my, so did you ever meet Sean? Did you ever meet Sean Bryan at a, yeah. you met yep. him? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Sean's been my coach for the last three years. We've actually, uh, we've, uh, you know, he started training me when I worked at BSC with him and, uh, you know, we trained during the pandemic, we actually worked out together outside in the summertime, which was, which is fun, obviously. But, um, I'll be honest with you. The, the main reason I worked with him, uh, you know, cause when I came to BSC, there were a lot of coaches, there were a lot of great coaches there. Yeah. Like, you know, there was, there was this guy, there was you, there was, uh, there was Derek, the manager, there was Mike. I mean, there was like great, really good coaches there. And, uh, the thing that settled, the reason I settled for working with him was in between his sessions, he went and grabbed the Ghostbusters vacuum cleaner oh yeah I remember vacuuming that. up the turf oh my god I was freaking wiping machines down was putting equipment away and not only was he cleaning up his crap he was cleaning up after some of the other freaking coaches that left their shit out it's funny. and was picking up after them I to make the that. place yeah. uh, more organized for um for the clients coming in and he was like busting his ass and and, and in a hurry to get it done before his next session i'm like dude this is my guy he, he's gonna he's gonna bust his ass and uh and he has that uh he has that mamba mentality like i'm gonna i'm gonna commit to the job to the goal yeah yeah, no doubt. looked a lot. People don't. I don't think they realize that you're not just going to get hired at a gym and your entire schedule is going to be filled with clients. There's going to yeah. be a lot of downtime. Where you're going to be cleaning. Yeah. I think you're going to start off and just make all this money, and you're going to have a flexible schedule that's going to be amazing. You're, you're going to, you know, uh, accrue your millions immediately and, and live your laptop lifestyle on the beach. And it's yep. like, uh, get out of here, dude. Yeah. No, agreed. <laughs> well, this is actually a good segue for uh, Casey. So I was going to say, uh, what would your advice be to your younger self? My younger self, be, be patient. Don't, you don't need to, I yeah. thought I needed to get, get, get everywhere so fast. Like I was, I needed to have this job and get to this point. And I kind of overlooked the journey part of it. And I was just trying to get to an end goal. And now it's, now I'm all about the journey, man. It's just enjoy the path and see where it takes you because where you think you might want to go halfway through that journey, you, you that path might take you somewhere else and it leads somewhere even better. And if you're closed minded, you're not going to see those little paths off to the side. You're only going to have that, that tunnel focus towards that one goal. And when you get there, it might be a disappointment and you know, those yeah. other paths could have led to something better. So yeah. be, be more, not, not so tunnel visioned and kind of enjoy yeah. the journey. Yeah, be open, expand your horizons. Be open to anything, really. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, it's easier. Started, to when I first started, it was I'm going to be an intern at Mike Boyle's. I'm going to work at Mike Boyle's, and then I'm going to be a college uh, strength and conditioning coach. Yes, that's same. what I thought. Those were my three things, and that's like what I was focused on. And yeah, I started watching. You know, I was looking at all for college jobs and. You'd see guys get a job, and next year new coaches would come in, and that guy's got job would be gone. And you know, right. he moved across the country to go take a job for one year, and now right. he's back at square one. And you know, I was like, do I really want that? And I, you know, I'm close with my family, so I, I like being in the Boston area. So I didn't really want to move and you know, uproot for maybe a year to go work at a college, and all of a sudden they changed their entire coaching staff and that guy's got a strength coach that he's bringing in and 
Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm out of a job and moving back home with my parents. Presidential administration, right? <laughs> the new president gets elected. It's like, oh, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, you're out. And so it was, you know, where do I want to go? And it took me up until pretty much to the current to kind of figure that out. Was you know? it? it's, it's trial and error, right? You got to try, you know, you're learn by doing. You only know if you try it. You can, you can imagine it and dream it all you want, but until you try, you may, it may not be for you. Like you said, the tunnel vision in your head, maybe it seemed right at the time, but in reality, you weren't sure yet. You, until you do it, how would you know? So it's good to explore different things and, you know, things that come up over time and they say, okay, maybe I'll try this out. And then something sticks in you and then there you go, you stay with it. So, yeah, that's why I'm, you know, I like where I'm at now. I can do personal training if I want. And I have a lot of, you know, all my clients that have online programming, I love to program. So, you know, that's yeah. the fun part. It's kind of like putting the puzzles together for people. Yeah, yeah I agree. And with the pandemic and everything that just hit, um, money's tight for people. So I wanted to make health and fitness something that's affordable because that's what's important right now, being healthy. Um, you know, I, I don't like being stuck inside all the time. So I, I, more people we can get healthy, maybe the more we go back to kind of that normal lifestyle that we once knew a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, we can go back out and, you know, be social again. And oh, God, seriously. Yeah. So being able to make it affordable was definitely something I wanted. Um, I don't think people should only be able to afford one workout a week. Cause yeah. I mean, what are you going to get out of working out one day a week? one hour out of seven days a week. I mean, that's really not going to be much. So anyone that signs up for my program, they come here and get coaching and they can come here and work out for free. And my yard is fenced in. I'm a dog friendly gym. It's a little cold. My dog's inside hiding under the blankets right now. Cause he's a Draco. <laughs> if it's like under 20 degrees, like he doesn't get up to like one o'clock in the afternoon when the sun's yeah, out. Yeah. He's like, I have to drag Nano out of bed in the morning. Uh, I, also. <laughs> I took him to go to the bathroom before this. It was like I was fighting him to get him outside. He peed like right outside the door and ran back in. He was like, I'm good. But I thought I thought you had a vicious pit bull and, a, and, a, and a, an unstoppable killing machine. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. He is, uh, yep. He's, he's a killer. Um, but if you turn on the vacuum or if you put the wind. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a chainsaw. <laughs> For them, right? It's like it's the scariest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, that vacuum cleaner. Woo! He's he's a ninety pound pit bull that you know you walk down the street with them. And people are picking up their dogs crossing the street, but I turn that vacuum cleaner on and he is hiding in his cage. So yeah. funny. I've got a uh, my my dog Nano. She's not. She's like half Draco size, um, and uh, you know she's like a like a probably like a pit bull, some kind of mix. She's from the south, and uh, she's scared of houseflies. <laughs> Like if a fly gets into the house, forget about it, dude. It's, she looks like she looks like uh, like uh, it was a Charlie Sheen was in Platoon. Was it Charlie oh, Sheen? Yeah. Like Charlie looking Sheen. up, looking yeah. up at the trees. Like, oh my god, Charlie's in the trees, and she's like, like, like tweaking and twitching and running around. It's just, it's just, it's like I'm not. A, I'm, I don't think it's funny that she's afraid, but it's also just like it's a fly. Yeah. They outnumber us uh, by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> These big wild animals, but yet they're scared of the littlest things in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, come on, man. Yeah, Casey, I think you made a good point, too. You, you alluded to it. It's, it's a sense of community. You know, I think that's what you're yeah. building right now. That's the garage. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I'm trying. I want to, um, I, I mean, I know CrossFit gets a lot of, you know, shit here and there. Excuse my language. But, I mean, one thing I think they did great was build a community of people. 
I mean, I like, more people, yeah. I've really come around. I've come around a lot with CrossFit the last few years, especially with the pandemic and yeah. the need for more minimalist stuff. You know, totally. Yeah. Their community is great. They do things together. They have all these competitions. They're always hanging out together. If you follow yeah. any of them on social media, they're all, they're always doing stuff together outside of the gym yeah. I mean, having different events. And that's something I want to do here. And, you know, in the summertime, I'll have a barbecue out there and yeah. you can stay after your workout and hang out. I'll have a fridge, bring your food. If you want to cook it up on my grill after and hang yeah. out for a little while. Awesome. Like let's hang out, bring your dogs, bring your family. Like I, I think the big community thing is kind of, We've lost that with the pandemic. People have gone yeah, absolutely, yeah. especially like with New England, right? It's cold as hell in the wintertime, so we really have to capitalize that in the spring, um, summer, and even into the fall, depending on how how kind the fall is to us. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm really looking looking to build as it gets a little bit warmer. I mean, it's very easy to get comfortable staying home and staying inside. I mean, I, I'm very comfortable right now where it's so cold, not doing anything, but exactly, I mean, yeah. That's not that's not healthy in the long run. I mean, those days are great once in a while. You know, a cold Sunday, you kind of just stay in, cook, and you know, spend some time with your dog or your family. But that can't be every day. Got to get out and do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out, get that sunshine. So hopefully, hopefully, this New England starts to figure it out a little bit because it's 19 today, but tomorrow it says it's going to be in the 50s. So I mean, yeah. I, who the hell knows? It snowed yeah. yesterday and last weekend it was. You know, I was walking the lake in Wakefield with like a short sleeve T-shirt on. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I actually broke a sweat. I was in, I was in sweatpants and a sweatshirt walking uh, my dog and my and my daughter outside, and uh, I, I started sweating. I took my sweatshirt off and my sweatpants. I'm like, I'm in shorts and a shirt and a T-shirt in Boston in February. What the yeah. hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> now today we're back in our snowsuits and our uh, Canadian geese jackets because it's so oh, cold, yeah. cold up here. Yeah. So crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I was gonna say, since you like the side of things, like how have things changed from when you started to now from a programming standpoint? And this can be like, like I said, with your clients. Um, so a lot of my programming, I, I try to be, I, I am big on like basic movements. Um, yeah. you know, push, pull, legs, core, carry. Yeah. You can break the legs down into you know hinge, you know, knee flexion and all those, and yeah. Just, big on basic movements i believe everyone should be able to do like the big movements like you yeah. should be able to squat now that could be a body weight squat a goblet squat a front squat a back squat safety bar squat i mean that's going to be varied by your clients and you know what their goals are and what they want to do yeah you know you got a high school kid or a college kid that wants to get into powerlifting. all right we're going to do some barbell back squats you know, if my mom comes in and she wants to get her legs stronger, yeah, we're going to probably do some goblet squats with her. Or I have a belt squat here too, which is great. So it's just, you know, you put the belt on and it's on a pendulum and you just squat there and it takes all the pressure off of your back. Yeah. But it gives you a little bit of some traction too on your hips, which is nice. It doesn't hold anything. It actually has a handle that you can hold in front. Yeah. So if you have people that are maybe a little bit worried about their balance or they have some balance issues, you know, it gives them something to hold on to and you can teach them that squatting pattern while they're still feeling comfortable and safe. Yeah. And other movements too. I think everyone should be able to pick something safely up off the floor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everyone should be able to deadlift. That doesn't need to be a straight bar. It could be a kettlebell. It could be a trap bar. 
could even be a dumbbell, could be anything really. But I feel every person, you know, from a kid to an adult should be able to pick something safely up off the floor because it's just a good life skill to have. I mean, everyone in their life's probably picked something up wrong and got a little tweak in their back and they're like, oh, this is awful. So um, push-ups or any type of pushing movements, again, yeah. for, you know, for young kids to adults. I mean, if you fall as an old person, you should be able to pick yourself up off the ground. You should be able to push yourself up. So yeah, I mean, same with yeah. like pull-ups. You know, I, I look at it as from, you know, if you want to build muscle as a young kid, you should be able to do pull-ups. If you're an old, you know, if you're in your, you know, elderly, you should be doing pull movements because, again, if you fall, you should be able to hold on to something and be able to pull yourself back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about like getting out of the bathtub too, right? Like grabbing the grabbing the bar, and be able to pull yourself yeah. up, you know, out of the tub or off the toilet. I mean, you know, yeah. all, all jokes aside, seriously. Yeah, so it's all true. Yeah, it all. I, I look at a lot of those as like life skills now too, and um, then, you know, you should, I, I like to have some fun in the programming too, if. You know, you got you know your clients. They they obviously want to look a certain way. A lot of people are coming to you for a, a yeah, an aesthetic goal. Like I oh, want to yeah. lose a certain amount of weight. I want my pants to fit a certain way. I want to look like this in the mirror. You still got to do all your basic movements with them. Yeah, you still got to do all the basics. You know, and then you could mix in the fun stuff at the end. You know, throwing your bicep curls and you know your dips and all that other stuff. Those are, those are like sprinkled in. I think like Ben Bruno uses this a lot. You have like your main course. Those yeah. are all like your main exercises. Then you got your side dishes. So those are like your accessories. Yeah. And then you got cardio. That's like a little sprinkle here and there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you said exactly how I think, you know, in a way, obviously we, we put our own flavor on it as coaches. It's going to be different amongst all of us. But I think that this, the common theme of everyone squats, everyone hinges, pushes, pulls, and, and you, you related it to everyday life, which is awesome that you said that, because yeah. I think people need to hear that, but that's, that's the key. Because I think once people hear that, if you tell somebody, okay, this is why we're doing X, Y, or Z, they're more apt to buy into the process. So I think that's, you, I you know that, and, that's and I, and I a hundred percent agree. Um, and then, and like I said, then you throw the flavor on it, you know, you get, I train some kids now. I mean, I say kids, you know, early twenties are like, dude, I want big arms and shoulders. I say, okay, man, like I'll give you that pump in that area. Cause you want that, of course, but the main ingredients stay the same. We're still going to do the basics. I'm not, it's not going to go away. And uh, I think Mike even said it, Mike Boyle, one of his recent talks was saying like, when you, when you go through like a, a fitness evaluation with somebody, typically they could care less, uh, at least the, as the coach, what they say about like what they previously did and things like that. Cause a lot of times, like, they'll give you BS because like they, they're like, they, they, they hear that things on, you know, online or whatever else, like, Oh, I need that, you know, my booty to grow, or I need my biceps to grow in reality. Like a lot of times, a lot of these movements you do, um, the, the, the effect of that will be to your goals. You know what I mean? If you do a lot of pushing and pulling your arm will just grow without even doing bicep. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I've done, I've done kettlebell training for the last like yeah. two, two and a half, almost three years. And my, I just put on my, uh, my Mark Bell slingshot for the first time in like two years. And it's, it's tighter around my arm. My arms have gotten bigger from yeah. pressing, you know, and, and pulling just to get them. Yeah. I haven't done really done many pull-ups. Yeah. I mean, it's been very minimal training. And, but yeah, but I think, I think too, you know, meeting their, their likes and dislikes, right? So clients, you know, a lot of times I'll ask clients, what exercises do you like, or have you done before? Or what, what, what exercises do you dislike? Um, and then also like any exercises give you pain. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you want to sort of dig a little deeper. I'm sure you do exactly. that. You guys do with your clients, but yeah, always the questions obviously don't fly. You got to make sure you're, you're digging a little deeper and, 
asking open-ended yeah, questions. So. Yeah. Yeah. I always ask them what exercises did they do before and why they didn't like them. Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. Then I try to dig a little bit more. Why didn't you like them? And if it's just because that they were hard, then yeah. we're still going to do them. Yeah. Like, 100%. Don't like them because they're hard. I'm sorry that we're still going to do them. But if you don't like them because they hurt, yeah. you know, they cause pain. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll find it. We'll find an alternative to that exercise. Yeah. But yeah. If you just don't like doing them because you, they hurt or I mean, they're tough to do or they burn, you know, right. Like, so that's not a good excuse. Yeah, if you have an injury, doing... obviously, you got to work around that. But but in reality, most people just do it because they don't like it as particular exercise. Like, I don't want to yeah. do this because it hurts this or, you know, as far as it just burns. Oh, sure. And so. I mean, the, the truth of it is, is training is is uncomfortable. Yeah. You're, you're, you're making yourself uncomfortable your body. to yeah. elicit, you know, physiological, neurological, and, and musculoskeletal yeah. adaptations, right? Like, yeah. that's where... We, we don't, you know, you don't get stronger by doing the same, the same thing every single day exactly. at the same weight, the same yeah. rep scheme, right? Like you, no. you have to, you have to progress. And you gotta, you gotta learn the differentiations between what is actually hurting and what yeah. is just a deep muscle burn that maybe you've never felt before. Yes. Right. You've never pushed an exercise, maybe past that closer to the failure point and yeah. your muscles are now starting to scream. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've never felt that. And all of a sudden like, oh, that hurts. It's yeah. like, okay, well, we got to, you know, what type of pain is that? And, you know, there's a difference between, you know, this is hurting you or this is just a burning pain that maybe it's a sensation you've never felt. Yeah. I mean, you ever go for a long run and all of a sudden your lungs are on fire. It's like, oh man, I've never felt this before. What, am I having a heart attack? Like what yeah. is the next day you feel like you're the tin man, your legs yep. are stiff and sore. Oh. <laughs> my chest is burning. I'm like, am I supposed to feel like this? It's like, okay, I've just now, I haven't pushed myself running like this in a long time. Yeah. Or, so it's just a new feeling. Yeah. 100%. Any other questions? No, man, that, that was all, all great stuff, Casey. I love, I love all the, all the lessons and takeaways. And again, we, you know, I, I mentioned this before you and I were, we have very, we have different backgrounds, but we have very similar values, which I think is cool. Very, very similar values as far as what we focus on when it comes to coaching uh, and honestly, our own development as well. And uh, I am, I love that. That garage should be having sick, dude. I love the U S black, the background, you know, I don't want to get too political because uh, it, it, it tends to take us down a rabbit hole. But I, I love I love a good, healthy dose of patriotism. You know, I'm not I don't want to be a nationalist or any yeah. crazy like, you know, flag waving psycho or anything like that. But I like I like pride in your nation. And I think that's yeah. really cool. So, yeah, I, I have the flag hung up in here it's, uh, mainly for all the troops. I have most I have very, uh, you know, Mike Gregorio is a very close friend of mine. You know, he yeah. served. Um, you know, that's up there to, you know, to honor him and to honor all the other people that, you know, that allow me to have this gym. Yeah. I mean, they're out there fighting for our freedom so I can be a trainer and have a gym at my house. And so, you know, that's just there as a, as a reminder to, you know, never take, you know, this for granted. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm all man. I, I've got yeah. a lot, a lot of military in my family as well. And, and, uh, yeah, I just, again, it's just, again, not to get too political, but you can, you can you can love your country and and want things to change because they're we're, we're all this is still a work in progress. We're actually a very young nation anyway. Yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff that we do need to work on collectively to to push ourselves forward. But you, you, there's a we don't have to fall into the, the extreme camp, right? Yeah. On either yeah. side. No, I agree with that. Yeah, 
So it's actually, it's like training, right? You 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 don't modality. you don't only you don't only use one training tool or modality. You yeah. you use a combination of them. The answer is it depends. Yeah. So we're just blue collar here, man. It's we're not. It's no frills, and you know, there's, it's it's hard work in here. That's it. I mean, it's all we're all free weights, and you know, I got like one or two machines, and that's about it. And it's just it's just come in and come in, get the workout, and work hard and. That's it. I mean, you're going to get your results. There's no, there's not going to be anything fancy or, you know, yeah. we're not going to be doing anything crazy in here. It's just going to be just that old blue collar hard work. And, there you go. You know, I yeah. And that's what I've always loved about the gym is, is, is regardless of people's, you know, walks of life and their careers, the, that it always kind of has that blue collar vibe to it. You know, you're doing, yeah. and it doesn't, and I don't really care if you're doing a, you know, if you're doing a machine, chest press or a dumbbell bench press or a push-up or a, or a barbell um, or a kettlebell like if you're in there to work hard make yourself better that's just that's awesome i mean if that that's one thing we have in common and that's a that's a very important uh value yeah, right? yeah. so like, we can you know we can we, we, we may not agree like politically or religiously or whatever but if you're, if you're in there to work hard and get better uh that's a huge yeah. thing huge box checked off for me we have we have a lot more in common than you think so yeah i don't have very many rules in my gym but there's two rules no religious and no political talk when you're working out you leave that at the door there we no. go like the, the weights don't give a shit what you like and what you don't like 100 pounds is 100 pounds that's right that's right and again like progress and regress accordingly yeah so we we adapt the training to the uh, to the person yeah what would you be let's give us some snippets Sorry, say that one more time. The biggest takeaways, just in general, just for people, you know, whether it's the fitness industry or just in general, what biggest takeaways, you know, from uh, our So biggest, I guess, uh, biggest takeaway for the fitness industry, like I said earlier, is just be patient. There's, yeah. there's so much to learn, and there's so many good people out there to learn from. Um, don't rush yeah. into, I'm going to be this guy right away. Yeah. Because so, you might love – kettlebells and you might want to be the kettlebell guy which is great but learn the other stuff too absolutely you'll go back to that but if you only get into that you're going to close so many other doors of learning that right. you're going to eventually those doors you're going to have to come back and you're going to have to backpedal and yeah. then try to figure out all that again later because right. you're yeah. focused on one so yeah. that's just being patient um and just be a lifelong learner because there's always going to be something to learn you're never going to know everything Yep. Once you think you know everything, that's the time to find a new position and a new job because it never ends. Head in the water if you think you know everything. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You'll get taken. And a takeaway in life: don't be an asshole. I mean, yeah. just be a nice person. It's not hard to be nice. Like yeah. just walk by people, smile, say hello. You know, you don't know what everyone's going through. Someone could be having a bad day, and you know, shooting them a smile and just saying hello, passing by, could be yeah. a huge difference. So that's one thing I've been, I've been trying to do is I walk my dog. I say hello to everyone I walk by. And people probably like, who the hell is this yeah. weirdo walking around just saying hi to everyone? But, I mean, you say hi to the one person, that could change their day. So, you know, they could be having a bad day. Totally true. All of a sudden, some random kid says hello, and they strike up a conversation. And, you know, next thing you know, you change their mood for the day. So, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't all to be nice. Yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, so uh, on Instagram, it's just my name, Casey Munson. So C-A-S-E-Y-M-U-N-S-E-N. Uh, same on Facebook, but mostly I'm on Instagram. So uh, people, if they they want to message me, my profile is public, so you can kind of, you can just shoot me DMs or yeah. whatever you want. 
Okay. And then email, email, send email. funny videos. If you got dog pictures, I'm very welcome to, you know, dogs pictures in the always, DM. Always dog photos. Yeah. Always dog, dog photos. <laughs> um, uh, Eric, don't be sending me any like shirtless, uh, you know, flexing videos after this. I don't want any of those anymore. Yeah. I'll try not to. We'll see. Yeah. When he says he wants DPs sent to his DMs, that's dog pictures, not, <laughs> not what you're thinking yeah, about. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that that's that's not that stuff you did in your 20s, Eric. No. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna have to get you guys in for a workout too. Oh, 100%. absolutely, yeah. brother. And Nan, Nano, I, um, I'm sure Nano would love to come too. So. Of course, dogs are always welcome. Like I said, my whole yard's fenced in, so people bring their dogs to work out and let them out. They can run around the yard, bring them in the gym, so they can hang out. Got dog Draco to use his size and beat Nano up, beat her up, and give her give her a good workout. Dude. Now, he's a big wimp. I don't know. He gets pushed around at daycare by the little dogs. So he's got oh. a little Nano's a bit of a bully, so uh, he might get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So awesome. Let's start us off. Lightning round. Yeah. All right, man. So let's go. We'll go into lightning round. And uh, this is uh, my first question. This is from prior knowledge. Boxer or pit bull? <laughs> Oh man, this is tough. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say Pitbull because my first boxer was so good that I'm never gonna get another one. So Yeah, no, it's understandable, yeah. And boxers are just, they're great dogs too. So he no. set the bar way too high and I, I don't think I could ever get another boxer. Yeah. Well that's just that's a testament to that dog and that bond that you had. And it's very it's obviously very special. So it's yeah, that was different. Favorite yeah. Exercise. I'm sorry? Favorite favorite exercise. Favorite exercise, deadlifts. Yep. What particular style do you prefer? Trap bar, uh, sumo? Mostly, mostly conventional straight bar. Um, but I do like to mix in sumo for uh, just my hips, but I don't uh, tend, tend to push the weight too much on that. For sumos, I'll stick a little bit more lighter and higher reps, just just for my hip health. Yeah. I said any records. I'm not really built for sumo. Yeah. I, I, every time I sumo, my ad doctors just light up for like three <laughs> yeah. after if I go too heavy. So it's just one of those ones where I've learned, you know, I've pushed it a few times and I've learned, okay, this just isn't, I'm not built for this. I'm a little bit more built for conventional deadlifting. So yeah. I stick with that. No, I hear you. Favorite piece of equipment to train yourself with? Favorite piece of equipment to train myself. I'm just going to go with the, the good old barbell. It's just yep. so versatile. I mean, you got to, anyone, all anyone needs is a barbell and some bumper plates and you're good to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you I, love, I love using the barbell for, you know, you can set it up. Uh, and this is one of the things I will say I do love the Smith machine for, uh, is the inverted rows. You can do oh, rows yeah, yeah, on you, uh, not incline. Yeah. Incline pushups. Yeah. Elevate. Yeah. Elevate pushups, that kind yeah. of stuff. So there's I a doing pushups with the barbell, like set up and like elevating your feet because yeah. it actually will it'll teach, you know, it'll teach people to use their arms a little bit more in the, in the bench press and, and push That's and true. kind of push away from the bar. Yeah. The opposite. You're flipping them over into a push up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I saw a video on that earlier today, actually. That's awesome. You can kind of get, you can kind of get that feeling. I, I got it from Louis Simmons. I watched one of his videos and he does it with a lot of his guys. He calls him the Louis push. The barbell makes a lot of sense too, because you have to squeeze the bar tight, right? They have maintain a good strong grip so you don't, so the bar doesn't rotate. So yeah, yeah. I would say that that's uh, even yeah. better carryover to 100%. into that. Yeah, What's your go-to music when you train? Go-to music, uh, hip hop usually, mostly like 
depends on the day, but if it's like a deadlift day, it's going to be pretty much DMX and Eminem for the most part. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Nice. Yeah. Some of the other days, like leg days, I'll kind of switch it up. But for the most part, if I'm in here working out by myself, it's a lot of like gangster rap, a lot of swears, a lot of like hard beats and just kind of kind of drown it up. Yeah, when, yeah. You're, when you're training your clients, obviously you'll, you'll listen to what they want to listen to, right? Yeah, yeah so we, we have a, a Spotify playlist here that I can just I just send out and everyone just adds to it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. They yeah, that's all, that way it's 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 everyone's kind of yeah, that, a community a community playlist, a community Spotify playlist that anyone that comes here they just they can add songs if they have songs great. that they like they can add them to to the great. playlist. I love it. So except country. Oh, go ahead. What were we saying? I said except if it's country. No country music allowed during workouts. No country. Uh, no, not country. barbecue. And you want to play country music in the barbecue? Go for it, but not while we're lifting. That's awesome. All right, so you get you get a phone call from Vince McMahon. You have been hired to the WWE. You're yeah. taking on The Rock for the heavyweight championship of the world. What is your walkout song? Oh, my walkout song? Yeah. It's my walkout song for everything. Notorious B.I.G. I love it when you call me Big Papa. I love it when you call me Big Papa. That's great. I love that song. It's so good. That beat is awesome, too. That's a great that song just gets me... I, Anytime anyone asks me what my walkout song is, it's that. I don't know why, but that song just makes me so happy. It's just, it gives me like I, a good vibe. I've listened to that song so many times, uh, like over the years, obviously. Like I play it, I, I'm, we're, we're reaching an age where I'm going to have to start editing the music with my daughter, but I've been playing a lot of the regular unedited stuff. But I always do the, put your hands in the play, or your hands <laughs> in the play. And I do that, I do that with her hands and she just looks at me like, what are you doing, Dad? Don't <laughs> about that song. It's just it just brings it gives me good vibes. So that's my yeah. fucking song always. I love it. Yeah. I love it. What's one book recommendation? Book right? Oh, Supple Leopard. Supple Leopard's yeah. going. Yeah. yeah, agreed. I think especially for everyone like getting started out because you're gonna if, if general population people. A lot of people are gonna have pain, and it just comes from everyday life. So a lot of his stretches, I think, are just. In his mobility stuff, I think it's amazing. So I think that's just something. Him because he actually works hard. He actually lifts, and he actually he like is a lifter. Like yeah. he's, he's not one of these guys. It's just like in the corner doing his stretches, and that's yeah, it. He's not, yeah, he's not Gumby over there with the lacrosse ball. You know, sucking right. his butt all the time. Right. Like, he, he's putting in. He, you know, he's putting in the time and the effort in the gym. So yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, no, he's awesome. He's actually he's really jacked. And obviously. If you're, you know, obviously Mike Boyle's books, those are just. Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah. I feel like everyone, anyone that's getting started in strength and conditioning, that should be, that should be your first book that you buy. Is, yeah, is books. Along like, with the certification, right? Along with yeah. the CFT. Yep. Get that certification. You know, if you can, I know, you know, when you get started, money's tight. I know that. So I always, I always say, you know, just go and buy all his books, read all his books. And then take a certification after once you can afford it, get into, you know, yeah. Yeah. get training because as you know, with the trainer certifications and everything, it gets expensive. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, when you first get started out, you know, you're spending a lot of money to get started and you're not making a lot of money. So it's like exactly. a lot going out, not a lot's coming back in. So it can get a little overwhelming at first, but yeah, definitely all his books and, uh, and Kelly's, I think are great, great starting points. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. This will be my last one because this one will take you a little. Well, actually, maybe not that long, but uh, this will be my last one. Your Mount Rushmore of hip hop artists. I like that. That's a good question. All right. So, how, was that four? Yeah, yeah. four. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. We're going to put Eminem up there because yep. he's just fantastic. We're gonna Pioneer, put Biggie. Yeah, he's so good. Anyways, Pioneer. Got to be up there. Eminem's up there. Biggie's up there. Oh, this is going to be tough because now. Right, so you, said M, you said M and then Biggie so far, right? Eminem, Biggie. Yep, Eminem, Biggie. I don't want to be cliche and say like Tupac and Snoop because that's just like too easy. So let's I know. Put, well, let's and then it's like it's East Coast versus West Coast, right? That's where that's where it gets really hard. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Logic, so I'm going to put Logic up there. Logic I think Logic is really, his, yeah. his, his oh, great draft. Oh, wow. I love his, his like his, uh, Bobby Tarantino and yeah. his Boom Trap and all that, all that great rap. I love all that. So we'll go with two new guys, two old guys. So we'll go Biggie and Eminem for my two oldies. And we're going to go Logic and probably J. Cole. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. You know I like that. Yeah. I like, I like that. Actually, two new guys and my two oldies. So we'll go two new, two old. So Eminem and Biggie and yeah, J. Cole and Logic. That's great. And if anybody wants to comment below and let us know what your Mount Rushmore of uh, MCs oh, would be, yeah. let us know. That'd be sick. Yeah. So, no, that'd be a lot of contention there. So. Some new rap for the gym too. Um, I just got recently into King Vaughn. I like uh, I like some of King Vaughn stuff. Nice. Oh, I never heard of him. Not me neither. Yeah. He, he had to, he got killed recently. So you know, every time a rapper gets killed, all his all his songs pop up on Spotify. So yeah. hashtag Pop Smoke. Yeah. Pop Smoke's got yeah. Dead. I mean, a lot of the new stuff I have trouble because I can't understand what they're saying. Right, it's the beats. I know probably the beats. like what my dad used to say about when I would listen to rap. I can't understand what these guys are saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. our, our parents' generation. I don't think I was a big fan of, of the rap stuff, but I, I like the beats too. Think about it. Like when I'm, when I'm like lifting weights, like hearing certain beats, like just gets you yeah. fired up. Yeah, certain beats now are great, but the lyrics, I'm like, oh, oh the lyrics are terrible. That, that's yeah. where, like you said, something like Eminem was the lyricist. It was awesome. Like his beats were good. On top, they had Dre beats. Yeah, so it's like you want and, to hear about it and his flow and, oh, and flow cadence are just yeah. like I've listened to his songs obviously many 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 times over and I still can't sing along to a lot of the verses because it's just too fast I can't my dad listens my dad's a big Eminem fan too I got my dad in Eminem he listens so many works out and stuff now all of a sudden he'll like bust out rap lyrics and stuff or <laughs> like we'll get in the car for a ride and he'll just throw an Eminem on his, uh, his, uh, his uh, iPod or something I'm like cool I get down with this then we switch it over to like Michael McDonald or the Beatles or something right after, you know. I dig it, man. I, I honestly, I listen to that old 60s uh, oh, classic rock too, man. I yep. love it. Good to switch yep. it up. 80s rock's good too. Like 80s, oh, 80s rock, awesome. 90s grunge rock, you know, Nirvana, things Big like time. that. Big time, man. Put on 80s rock, you feel like you're in a movie montage working out. No, you exactly, man. You're like Rocky or Rambo, you know, working out, getting ready to take on the Russians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your dad joke? Give us your dad joke. My dad joke? Oh, should I say the one I used last time? Oh, it's up to you. All right. I had a joke about COVID, but I don't want to spread it. <laughs> That's good. That's actually really good. You said it last time, but we didn't get it caught on camera, so you got you to get it. For you. I can, and I got my, my, old, my old one from when I was a kid that my dad used to tell me that was like kind of a dirty joke when I was a kid, but I thought it was wicked funny. What did the ghost say to the bee? Booby. Uh, oh wow, <laughs> that's really good. Like that. What What did the police officer What did the police officer say to the belly button? What did the police officer say to the belly button? Oh man, I don't know. You're under a vest. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. 
I actually saw that one on a popsicle stick one time. Any more of those popsicle stick jokes? Yeah. Oh, oh, those are the those are the best. The rocket pops, the red, white, and blue ones. Oh, I love. Oh my god, it's like like five hundred grams of sugar in one of those things, man. It's what do you guess? How do athletes stay cool, or how are they able to stay cool? How are athletes able to stay cool? I don't know. They have a lot of fans. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Pretty, pretty good. I don't know. I, I think, I think Case, I think Case, Case, won, wins, Case yeah. won that round. That was good. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I should have looked. I should have looked one up. Okay. No, well, I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I usually Google one right before. Every <laughs> once in a while, I like. I, I know combinations of a bunch of them, so I can a lot of We're times. Like, to kinda, reuse them though. Now, yeah, I'm definitely like, using. I'm like recycled, but I can like so, sometimes I can put it together too and kind of make make it into a double double dad joke. <laughs> So no, I like it. I like that you got the dad jokes. I listened to another podcast uh, with Mark Bell and his old one, and he used to make all his guests tell a poop story. So it's always yeah. funny. Oh wow! I I love I love Mark Bell. He's really funny. He's a really smart guy. Yeah. And he's like he's like he's really, but he I just love I love his balance of like he's a you know you know he was like a powerlifter now like more into bodybuilding his transition, and, but he's a balance of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Almost like Steffi Cohen kind of went the route that Steffi Cohen kind of did, got into boxing yeah. and all that stuff. So, but I yeah. love Mark Bell. You've got a great balance of being a businessman and being a relatable human being. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, his big thing is uh, he says, I'm, I'm a meathead millionaire. He's like, I'm, I'm a successful business owner and I've got a gym, a super training gym and all that. But but I'm just, at the end of the day, I'm just a guy that likes to work out. And he he'll be, he says, I don't even look, he's like, I'm not a handsome guy. Uh, like he's very, he's very brutally honest about himself. He's like, I work out, I'm big and jacked and all that stuff. But I, you know, I used to be just one really big fat guy that just lifted heavy weights and I just stumbled on something and, and got lucky. I mean, he's, he, I like how humble he is. Yeah. yeah I like him because sometimes you get those successful business guys and they're just too businessy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. And then you can't relate to them. I mean, you imagine like, imagine like a product presentation with Mark Bell and he's like showing you his, like his, his like next version of the slingshot. He's like, Hey, you want to go work out? Let's go do chat. Let's do bench. <laughs> he's the type of guy I want to buy all his stuff because of the way he presents himself and the way he presents it. It's like, yeah. you know, it, he's not trying to shove it down your throat and he's just yeah. showing you what it is and it works. And if you want to get it, you get it. I will say I've, I've got, I've got my slingshot. I've had it for, it's actually sitting in our, like that bin over there. I've had it for five years and it's still, I mean, it hasn't lost any elasticity. And it's had mine for eight, it's had mine for eight years well, and it's still unbelievable. I'm going to order, I'm ordering, I'm going to order one of every, of every color from my gym. Cause I yeah, think yeah, yeah. it's like the medium and like, what is the, the bore? Yeah. It's like the full bore, which was named after his, his older, his brother, Chris. And then they've got the mad dog one, which was, mad dog, that's right. Mad that's dog. right. That's yeah. right. Little brother, Mad Dog. And then he's got like the red one, which was the original, and then the blue one, which is like the light one. That's when I have the blue the red, one. Yeah, I've got the red one because it was like the perfect uh, the perfect size for like for my arms and for the weights I was using. And I think that thing is great for push-ups. Oh my oh, god, sure yeah. Is, yeah. Well, I have so many, I have so many clients when I first started training, they wanted to bench press and they whether it was like, you know, rotator cuff. Or some kind of like shoulder injury or overuse injury, they could they could still bench because it takes that pressure off in the bottom stretch position, and then they're just emphasizing the lockout. But then again, it's good for powerlifters too. So it's just it's a really versatile versatile tool. With almost every one of my clients, I can't if you can't do push-ups, yeah, and you're at like an elevated, and we're working our way down. Instead of doing that, I put them in the slingshot because they get more, and it teaches it like forces your elbows because of the way it works. It yeah. tucks yeah. right in. 
and it puts you in that perfect push-up position. It really yeah. does. And, you know, banging out sets and that. Next thing you know, they take that off, and they're just crushing them because they've ingrained that movement pattern in. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more, man. It's, yeah, a, it's, a, great, it's a great freaking tool. 100%. Well, Casey, I, uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time, man. And I, I especially appreciate you hopping on for, for take two. I will say I did have to leave, uh, you know, really like suddenly last time. Had a, luckily, it wasn't a real emergency. It was just my daughter just needed milk. Um, <laughs> she needed dad to give her the bottle. So, you know, it's all of good. Of course. That's is- an emergency. That's an emergency. Yeah, I think, I think we had a good take too. Yeah, but it was good. This was a yeah. great. This was a great podcast. Um, well, I, you know, off, off, uh, off camera later on, we're gonna feel gonna reach out to you and talk to you about uh, kind of a networking uh, mastermind thing that we have in mind uh, to kind of work on, and uh, something I think you'd, you'd be interested, in, especially with your your emphasis on the uh, community aspect. So, so stay awesome. tuned for that. Um, so, I want to thank you so much for your time, brother. It was awesome oh, catching you. Thanks for having me. And Nana, I, what's up? Nana, look, Nana. She's like, come on, Dad. Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna come by your gym. I want to hit that yeah, bell definitely. squat. I want to hang out with Draco and just just love all over him and, and give him some chicken treats and, and do all that. And uh, hopefully have Nano uh, beat him up a little bit. They can get their workout in. And yeah, uh, we got we got plenty of toys. I got a bunch of barbells and different fun stuff to use. So chains and bands and all the all the toys. So. so so you're saying we'll meet you at the bar? That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You had, you had me at bar. So. Whiskey and deadlifts. Whiskey and deadlifts on Sunday afternoons. I love it. I love it. That sounds like a winner. Um, well, brother, thank you so much. And uh, I want to thank all of you so much for tuning in for another episode of Deadlift Dogs and Dad Jokes. We're here to help you become your strongest self while having fun along the way. I hope you got some great takeaways uh, from this conversation with Mr. Casey Munson like we did. And as always, remember to train your body, feed your mind. Thanks, fellas.